Hello, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring their curmudgeonly yet open-minded musings of two guys in their early 40s as they stare down the prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Quizmaster Noah Tarno of The Big Quiz Thing, and joining me in person, the one, the only, William K. Scurry, filmmaker extraordinaire. It is great to see you, Bill. Hey, that's my name. I'm in the same room with that we, guy. We, we just want to clarify, this is the first episode of the show where we are recording in the same room together, sitting across the table from each other. I am normally in San Francisco, but now I'm in New York, New York. This is like the shared monster universe of Godzilla and King Kong. Exactly. There's the mythology and there's going to be post-credit sequence and everything. But who will win? The man in the rubbery suit or the man in the furry suit? Which one am, which one am I? I don't want to even know. You got a beard right now, so you're the Thank guy you. in the furry I guess suit. I am in the furry suit. Yes, I'm back in New York City, and I am with Bill, specifically in this episode, to talk about a musical-themed episode. We are going to talk about one of the most popular pop music stars of the past several years, one Peter Jean Hernandez, better known to you and me, as Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, everyone. Bruno Mars is a pop singer born October 1985, aforementioned. His name is real name Peter Jean Hernandez uh, from Honolulu. His father was uh, a percussionist and his mom was a hula dancer in, uh, I believe, Hawaiian musical acts. Uh, he is very much a mixed race person, including one quarter Jewish. How about that? I think I knew that. Yep. Bruno Mars is one quarter Jewish. Uh, he was nicknamed Bruno as a child because apparently he resembled pro wrestling legend Bruno Sammartino. And uh, his childhood was suffused with music. As a kid, he performed as an Elvis Presley impersonator. He would also imitate Michael Jackson, Little Richard. And as a young man, he moved to Los Angeles to try to make his way in show business. Early on, he got a deal with Motown Records that went nowhere. But in 2009, as a, I guess, 23 or 24 year old, he got a deal with Atlantic Records. Uh, he started out as part of a production team called the Sneezingtons that produced some big hit singles by people I'm only dimly aware of. And then in 2010, he released his solo debut album as Bruno Mars. Why did, why did he choose Mars? I don't remember why Mars. Uh, well, I think it was because the, he didn't want to go as Hernandez because people kept telling him, right. do the Latin thing. Like, Latin well, music, we're going right. to package you as a Latin guy. So naturally it became Mars because he named himself after my former dentist. So <laughs> Kenneth Mars, the actor from uh, The Producers. Yeah. So 2010, his debut album, Doo Wops and Hooligans. Uh, he's released two more albums since then, including 2012's Unorthodox Jukebox, 2016's 24 Karat Magic. He also was the featured vocalist on Mark Ronson's mega 2014 hit Uptown Funk. He's played at two Super Bowl halftime shows. He sold 115 million singles, 9 million albums. He is one of, uh, he was the best-selling artist of 2011. He was one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People that year. Had a ton of big hits, Just the Way You Are, Grenade. The Lazy Song, Locked Out of Heaven, When I Was Your Man, Treasure. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Boy, and does it. He is one of the now best-selling pop music artists of all time. So Bruno Mars, Mr. Scurry, what do you think of Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars is a garishly dressed fraud who makes music with all the sincerity <laughs> of a three-card Monty dealer or a carnival barker. So you don't like it. 
Yeah, Bruno Mars is, is no doubt that he is this music opsimath, that he understands making songs, tonality, rhythm, harmony, instrumentation, percussion. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike, um, he sees it like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. And I have to applaud that because that is a natural inborn skill. That so you do has. like it. I can't stand his music. <laughs> this is this is the ambivalence. It's like I can't get up here and tell you he's not good at what he does. In fact, he may be the best there ever was at what he does. For serious, his output is kind of incredible in that he has this string. Now, granted, it's music designed for today's market, which is not music designed for 1998, not music designed for 1971, uh -huh. so on and so forth. Exactly. He is perfectly uh, positioned to capitalize on what music looks like today. That's great. I mean, that's being business savvy, that's understanding what your market wants, that's writing for your audience, that's knowing how to play the game. Uh, no one does it better than this guy. And not only that, he makes it look easy. He makes it look like mm -hmm. it's effortless, like he just flicks his wrist and he comes up with the stuff. He's always in the right place at the right time doing yep. the right thing. Yep. That is an incredible bit of fancy footwork for anybody to do. But the kind of numbers and the sort of renown and fame that you heralded this discussion with, you know, Bruno Mars is in a class that only a few other people now could both. And right. I, I didn't know that before I started doing the... Uh, no, the he's, he, he's, a, he's like a top 20 best-selling artist of all time. Of all time. I mean, yeah. that is like rarefied air. Now you have to start talking about people like Madonna. You've got to start talking about Michael Jackson. You've got to start talking about Elvis. That's yeah. who his peers are. His peers aren't Travis McCoy. His peers aren't Adam Levine. Um, but my question is, do you think anything Bruno Mars does is going to last the test of time? Do you think that you're going to wind up seeing, uh, like, the Carole King musical uh, at some point? Something, uh, a hagiography hey of Bruno Mars's work 40 years from now? Is it going to we last? We might. We might. I, I feel like it's highly unlikely. I just don't think that there is enough cultural weight. And I can't blame Bruno Mars for that because nothing has any cultural weight now. Everything being produced is like shaving cream. You know, it's just this froth and this lather that, that skims right away and blows away. But um, I feel like Bruno Mars is really good, the best has ever been at making these songs that are so slick, so packaged, so easy to consume, and they sound like every goddamn thing you've ever heard before. And it's just that way of like, oh, I know what this is. Uptown Funk wasn't his, but it's emblematic of how Uptown Funk sounded like a hundred songs that you've heard through your childhood that were just so catchy, and it was this big pureed, blended jamba juice of all this stuff you've heard of before re-given re to you again. So I, I give him all the credit in the world for his, his skill and his acumen, but uh, I just, the work that he puts out is fairly insipid. There's just nothing to it. His, there's no trace of personality behind it. It's a performance. Okay. It's a performance, but he's a performer. He's not performing anything and I, I, if I, you know, you, you're going to talk about Elvis, if you're going to talk about Michael Jackson, if you're going to yes. talk about Madonna, they informed their work with information, specific yep. sociological information about themselves. Whether or not they were being autobiographical intentionally, their values were embedded in their work. Um, I mean, Elvis, not so much as he went on later in his career, but Elvis fused together, you know, that Sun Records sound from when he first came out. There's something about you know the the black music he listened to the gospel and the blues and he was telling you the area of of um where was he from tupelo he was born in tupelo oh, yeah, right in memphis and yeah, it's he like, in memphis. he's telling you what part of the country he came from he's telling you the black people that he studied with and that he had right. churches he went to and he was a he was a choir well, he was an altar boy right or in, in a black church growing up 
I mean, Madonna was from Michigan, and she grew up in the 1960s, and you know, she had very specific culture influences. Michael Jackson was a weird guy, but Michael Jackson put all sorts of very specific things in every bit of work he did along the way. Okay. Uh, I, I don't like this music very much. It's not my thing, but I just I can't get with your belief that this is uniquely offensive. First of all, <laughs> yes, he has sold a lot of records. I'm looking this up now. This doesn't rank them, but he's in like he's in the 120 million, 199 million records tier with uh, Garth Brooks, who whatever is passable, Taylor Swift, who I get nothing from, Eminem, who's talented but obnoxious. Very the personal e work. Yeah, very personal. The Eagles. I mean, I kind of like the Eagles, but yeah. I don't think that's very personal. No. You two are personal. Kanye West, certainly personal. And Bruno Mars. But above them, I mean, Celine Dion, you want to talk about insipid. You want to talk about nothing to it. I mean, she might as well be a, a machine. But, uh, but, but Same right. thing with Whitney Houston. Whitney right. Houston was never personal. Well, I don't think you're comparing him favorably to her. I think you don't like uh, Celine Dion, and that's fine. By the way, Celine well, I have a soul. So Celine Dion's like first English language album, Unison, was great. Uh, <laughs> All right. You're on your own with that one. Listen to it. No, that's why she's the artist she is today, is because her and that uh, Svengali uh, husband of hers made this incredible, lush-sounding album that okay. was like written by <laughs> Diane Foster. Look, look I, 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 I don't like this music very much. I do see something behind it, and, it, and when, I, when I was studying up for this and reading about his childhood and that, you know, the hula dancer and the percussionist and then doing the, the, the Elvis and the Little Richard impersonations, you know, this is a guy who grew up in a musical milieu. And one of the things that, that Bruno Mars is noted for is the, the term you always see is retro style. And what I hear from him, which I hear from a lot of artists these days, is this constant reconfiguring of old particularly black pop music styles. I mean, everyone sounds like Michael Jackson these days to yeah. me. And Michael Jackson was a reconfiguring of a lot of earlier things. Motown and then Little Richard. He was and, Motown. Yeah, he was, but, but we're talking about the 80s, which was the next yes, stage of it. True. So, you know, whatever, took from himself as a child and took from Smokey Robinson and the Temptations, whoever, uh, and then gave it the, the modern sheen. And I think Bruno Mars does that. I mean, as much as I don't like his songs, <sighs> They're trying to do different stuff. Um, just the way you are is maudlin. It's a ballad. I mean, the lyrics are always stupid. Grenade tries to be edgy. Lazy song tries to be carefree. Uh, Locked out of heaven sounds like a police song. It is a police song. Okay. Come on, man. It's not a police song I love. So I don't like this music, but, and I don't think he deserves to be in the top tier, but whatever. It's pop music. Like, it, 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 it's, will there be a musical of him in 30 years? Maybe. I don't care. I'm not going to go see it. Like, I just don't understand why you're so offended. He, he's, got, he's got style. He's got charisma. He can dance. He's got a decent voice. He's trying different things. What is so offensive about this? There's no self. There's no self. Uh, I'm, not, there, I'm there, not disagreeing with you in terms of talent. I'm not, I'm not saying that his songs aren't all those things. That he, that fucking lazy song, which, which I have. Yeah, that song's pretty annoying. I have my notes <laughs> yeah. here. It's like have maybe. You ever, have you ever seen the video for it? Yeah, it's awful. Oh, God. Here's, here's my notes for lazy song. Calypso, weed, anthem, naughty boy, maybe the worst song ever written. Uh, you know? It's not good. But it, but the None thing of is, these are good. It's such a, it's such a pastiche. It is such a. It's but a, that's what pop music's about. No, pop music can be about that. But the thing is, it's like you were on one hand 
decrying Celine Dion as being insipid. She's in the game, and it's like, you don't like what she does. I don't, okay. Celine Dion is. I'm not defending her, by the way. I mean, I think I've mentioned this before, and I said this about Ray Schrimmer, and I must have said this in some respect about EDM. I think the number one thing about pop music is, even if you're saying bullshit, 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 I have to believe what you're saying. Yeah. This is, we were talking before about Katy Perry. That's a good point, and, yes. And, and part of the reason I I'm think I Kissed a Girl up. is the worst song in history is not only is the song so mercenary, like, ooh, people are turned on by lesbians. I'm going to talk about that for my first single. But, like, I don't believe for a second that she kissed a girl. Not for a second. Yeah, I think I'm so glad you brought that up because I kept thinking. You don't believe for a second Bruno Mars. I don't believe. I, I believe that this is a, a, a Chrysler commercial. I believe that this is an Apple iPod yeah. commercial. This is the impression of somebody who's in front of the the, the fountain at the Bellagio, uh, wearing a sharkskin suit, snapping with a bunch of his bros as they're wearing hats that are tipped just the right way over their heads. I, 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 with okay. a shit-eating grin. I, I hear you. I don't. I don't instantly believe him the way I believe Michael Jackson. I mean, I never believe Madonna, by the way. Or not never, but rarely. Uh, or who are the pop, I mean, I'm trying to think of the pop music singers I really love. I mean, well, they're, they're or, right or, or, I'm not a huge fan, but I always believe Elton John, right? You mentioned U2. U2's a good Yeah, but about, I, I'm talking about, more like lightweight, fluffy pop and less guitar. Rock. I don't think you have to talk about lightweight, fluffy pop. I mean, because like, U2 has sold shitloads of records. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Martin and, uh, not Chris Martin, sorry, Tom York. And those guys have sold shitloads yeah, of records. No, and don't get doing, me started on radio. But they're doing a different <laughs> thing. I feel like their work is very personal. Bruno Mars's stuff is soulless. I, 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 We'd be having a different conversation if, if Bruno Mars was able to take this incredible laser beam skill set he has and do something personal. And the thing is, how old is this guy? 32? Yeah. 33 or something like that? 32. 32. He has, I mean, obviously... 31. 31. He's got all the years and the rest of his life to, to mature into right. somebody else. I feel like by this time, Michael Jackson already did Thriller, yeah. which is a very personal album. Michael Jackson was pretty much done by this point. He was actually pretty much done by that point. Bad was, by, I think, Dangerous was around. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, Michael Jackson had put his uh, Malcolm Gladwell genius hours into yeah. it by that point. No, I mean, but it's not fair because Michael Jackson was in the pop eye at such a Yeah, young, I mean, he started at nine. He started at nine, exactly. Yeah. But... but um, the people who, Madonna is a person, I don't like Madonna. I don't like Madonna, I, it's a taste thing. Uh, uh, Madonna, the number of things about Madonna, the fact that there is, Madonna's been performing herself, as a, uh, performing yeah. the idea of herself since she, since she arose from the scene. And her whole thing has just been to provoke people. And whether it's kicking against Catholic or if it's kicking against values, the thing is it's like she is telling you, she's describing in negative space what has influenced her. Um, if it's pushing back at the Catholic Church, if it's pushing back at repressive sexual mores. I didn't believe the whole sex thing, you know, uh, uh, any number of these, these skin changes, these skin peels that she's done over time. I feel like what she pushes herself to tells me what she's running away from. And I feel like she is inadvertently giving me a biography in doing that. And Eminem is a great example. Eminem is a guy who, wanted, personal, who yes. wanted to provoke you, and it's like, yeah. and yet every single thing was mine to the point where he's got nothing left now. But you know, that, the funny thing about Eminem, he's out of gas. There's yeah, no, there's nothing, probably. there's nowhere left to go if you no, kick all that stuff out it, by the it's, time you It's hard to run at that speed for too long. It is, it is. Uh, Bruno Mars, though, has yet, has not told you, is he gonna do a concept album about a Samuel Delaney book? Is he going to do? Well, I'd listen to that. I'm saying I would listen to that. Is he going to do? Yeah. Uh, some something like uh, what was it? What was that uh, Paradise Theater? Who was that uh, from the 70s? 
Sticks. 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 Yeah. Yeah, like, They're going to do a Sticks album. Yeah. I, I mean, even Kanye, who is a weird as fuck guy, it's like yeah. you can't begin and You to... believe he's genuinely a weird as fuck guy when you listen to his music. Kanye's first album, right, his first pop hit was Through the Wire, which right. was him talking about my jaws bust, I'm eating baby food. Yeah. You know? And it's like, uh, you really can't get much more personal than that. I, I, I see your point, and I accept that. I guess you don't believe Bruno Mars at all. I believe Bruno Mars somewhat. I believe Bruno Mars genuinely loves the music. And maybe this is inexplicable. This is just a vibe I get from the music. Yes, the lyrics aren't about any personal experience as far as I could tell. But he genuinely has passion for music and the musical styles and the artists he calls yeah. upon and draws from. I feel that from him. I don't feel that from Madonna, by the way. Madonna always struck me as someone who music is, like Marilyn Manson, Music is immaterial. I just want to be famous, yeah. and music yeah. is the way. Music is the most direct route for me to be famous. Yep. Bruno Mars strikes me as someone who he's a scholar. I, I don't right. I, I remember thinking this about In Sync when they were big. You know, before we knew that Timberlake was actually talented. I remember thinking, yeah, this music's ridiculous, and it's for sixteen-year-old girls. But you know what? These guys love music. I remember in my in my brief musical journalism career, which roughly coincided with the peak of InSync success. I interviewed one of them, Lance Bass, one of them, maybe two of them. And it was one of these do doofy little columns I did for the magazine I worked for, like, what are five songs you've been listening to lately? And I just remember being impressed with whoever he was about like how deep his pop music knowledge went. He was talking about Stevie Wonder or someone, and he had an encyclopedic, he was talking about Stevie Wonder B-sides and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And we're going, well, this is impressive. Yep. This guy That's cares a, about music. He's a scholar. And it's a side of him you never saw before. It makes you interested. Right. Yeah. I, I'm still not going to listen to the music, but I'm going to say, you know what? This guy's doing his due diligence. And I feel that way about Bruno Mars. I felt that way before I read about his upbringing, and now I, I believe it more. That he, the music, there is passion behind this music. The lyrics are inane. I mean, maybe at some point he was dumped by a girl and he draws on it here. And yeah, he'd be a lot better if he were writing something personal. But maybe, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What's it like being a, a mixed race guy growing up in Hawaii? I don't know. Talk about it. That, that's interesting. Do the Barack Obama story. How about that? I feel like that's the... <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. The Barack, Barack Obama story, Broadway musical starring Bruno Mars. Call it we're the, five years away. The audacity of funk. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this popular? Well, I, I think this thing we're talking about with it being the polyglot and drawing and everything, I think it's suffused pop music now and it's suffused all culture. And we talked about this in different ways that so much of pop culture now is, is drawing from everything else. Hey, it's familiar. Well, it attracts my attention because it sounds like it looks like it tastes like something I already know. You know, that's marketing. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that, the familiarity, A, B, Marketing. Someone at Atlantic Records decided Bruno Mars is my boy. You're getting it. And they, this is yours now, people. They, they push him to the moon. And you know what? I'd rather this guy than someone with no talent. Mm-hmm. I'd rather this guy than someone who outright offends me. I mean, I know he offends you, but he doesn't offend me. Mm-hmm. 
I'd rather this guy, you know, you, you, before we were talking, you compared it to a Budweiser commercial. And I think that's too harsh because a Budweiser, everyone in a Budweiser commercial looks like a date rapist to me. He looks like a date rapist. I don't think he looks like a date rapist. He looks I like a unctuous, like, oily. No, I think he looks like the ultra smooth guy who shows the girl the good time and then semi-politely but not really blows her off. This guy looks like every... He doesn't, you know, she has a good time with him. <laughs> every time I go into the Apple store, this is what all the people who get me a mouse look like. They, the they, they look like Bruno Girls Morris. like going to the Apple store. What can I tell you? They do. they do. I don't see him as a date rapist. I don't see him as a good boyfriend, but I don't see him as a date rapist. Right, right. Um, so that's why it's popular. It's popular because it's familiar. It's popular because it's shoved down our throat. And also, I don't know what I'm going to say, man. You know, we're entering the future of, you know, again, we always somehow get to politics on the show. The backlash against polyglot mixed race that's the future man and bruno mars is an avatar of that I, look i love that part of it yeah you know bruno mars plays just about every instrument and there's only one other great there's, there's only one other guy he's two walk other, in the walk there's only two other guys i know that could do that I'm, I'm, stevie wonder prince mccartney yeah mccartney was able yeah, to play I'll, just about I'll, every Elvis single can play every instrument oh he can he can play most drums, guys at that level keyboard. can play every instrument I, yeah. well it's i'm not i don't just assume it because i i assume uh, uh dave grohl plays every instrument yeah no it's true right, there's, there's, there's a good heritage of guys mm-hmm. who can who act, who actually can read music like i would almost bet that madonna can't read music now well actually what's interesting is a lot of those guys can't read music Elvis Costello can't read music. John Lennon couldn't really? read music. James Brown couldn't read music. Oh, okay. This this is something I get at. Like music is one of these things. It's like being a chess prodigy. You're you're born with the talent. You can't learn. You can learn to be a decent craftsman or or guitarist or whatever. But the true geniuses are born that way, and they just sit there. Do 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 do. They know they, the code. Yeah, they know the code. Yeah. It's 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 almost in their DNA. Yeah. So maybe Bruno Mars doesn't have that. Maybe Bruno Mars. It was just. Hey, Dad's playing a few instruments. I'm gonna imitate him, and I like this. I like music, but I don't have. Every time I've tried to learn an instrument, it's been a tough slog for me. Yeah. So I was yeah. never gonna be that guy. So I, I'm satisfied with just, you know, listening to it and karaoke. Those yeah. are my limits, and I'm happy with. Right, music, music didn't work for me. I never could have made it as never could have made it as a professional musician. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. My point is. If he reads music, that already makes him more of a scholar. Yeah, than a lot that's, of these guys. that's why I feel like there's so many. There's so many great, rational, reasonable explanations for why he's popular. In addition to the higher, sort of cloudy, uh, numinous versions uh, or, or explanations as to why, it's like he's really good at what he does. He's everywhere you turn, he shows up. Yeah. Um, he's at the fucking subway that you go to. He is. Uh, he subway ch- restaurant. He's there. Yeah, he's at the subway making your sandwich. He's fucking changing <laughs> your 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 muffler at your car. Everywhere you go, this guy is everything. He's on the yeah. fucking football game. He he, yeah. he was the goaltender for the Penguins last week. At yeah, the, in the I Stanley think he was. Cup. Yeah. And so I, I believe he is the newly elected congressperson from Georgia. He he, yeah. he was a write-in. If only, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I take I take four hundred thirty whatever Bruno <laughs> Mars is over what we got now. But uh, the idea that his is uh, more cynically though. His stuff is like machine crafted, completely tight, catchy, and it's all hook and chorus. Um, but that's all pop music now. That's not well. It's most pop music now, and I think everybody agrees that pop music is sucks compared to what it used to be. Uh, well, I don't want to be that guy who says it sucks compared to what it used. I know. I, I, think, think, it's more, I, think, I think it's more corporate than it used to be. More commodified. Yes, and more, more, in the same way, the movies are being chipped away by studio groupthink. Music is also being chipped away by studio. Group but thing. there's more room for it. 
for independent voices. Yeah, and that's why I think music has never been as good as it is now. The good, the good stuff has never been as good as it but is. But you're today. not going to hear the good stuff on MTV. You're not going to hear the good stuff no. on certainly on not you know radio for whatever that's worth. Right. Now. No, but you're, you're able to get to it. I feel like everybody yeah. everybody finds what their version of the good stuff is. So Bruno Mars straddling someone who is who's absolutely got the, the tools and potential to be one of the, the preeminent pop music voices of all time. And like I said, can make the urban, he's already there. He just has to grow into it. And what kind of artist will he be in his late 40s, for instance? Um, the, the fact his stuff now is so soulless. His stuff has no, it's a pastiche of influences. Yeah, you know? Like yeah. I said, it, it's hook and chorus, hook and chorus, it, it is. Chorus. It is lacking soul, and I'm looking at my notes here. It is, it is lacking soul. And then Grenade, I remember like, oh, he's trying to be edgy. He's not really edgy. Yeah. I just, I can't get, I, I can't get exercised about this because it's... When you have, the, it, when it, you have some of the best pop music being made, when you have hip-hop steamrolling over the rest of music and creating some incredible hybridized forms of pop music that are incredible, like stuff that we just could not have fathomed growing up during, having growing up. You know, like having the Ray Schremer conversation at the beginning of the right. show, as being an intro into a guy like Mike Wills, and you're seeing all these other people just show up, and Gucci Man was in, was in uh, Black Beatles, and uh, how these things cross-pollinate with each other. It's like this is a, a sainted time. you got people who were kept out of the bubble for the longest time. Now they're in. They're running uh, the fucking uh, show. All right. What about this? Bruno Mars is training wheels for... The polyglot music. Bruno Mars is listened to, and I don't know this, I don't have these stats, but Bruno Mars is music for a seven-year-old who by the time he's 12 is going to move on to more interesting stuff. Uh, I think that that's, there's probably something to that. In fact, in my notes here, uh, I was going to say under the why is this popular category, music for 13-year-old girls. Bruno Mars, even though he uses the word motherfucker, and yeah. he talks about putting the dick in, you know, I mean, Given the D, he doesn't say that, but it's like his songs are about like Gorilla is about making a girl come over and over again. Really? Yeah. Um, he's a harmless boyfriend suitor with a lot of money. That's what he is. He's this nice guy. In Grenade, he's saying he's saying or just the way you are. He's telling you, girl, you're so beautiful. You're the everything. You know, like you're the best of all the girls. And it's like there's no way to have that song and not feel like you are. The object of, of the being souped, you're being gauded up by this guy. But that's the fantasy of pop music. You pretend, you know, you 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 you're playing pretend, and it's romantic or it is, it's exciting. But that's or... all. That's all this is. And it's like again, there's no story. There's no storytelling. I no, mean, there's no storytelling. Twenty four K, twenty four carat magic, right? Is a song that's just about hey, look, we rolled up in a car. I'm wearing white shoes. I have a lot of money. And uh, we're gonna throw that money around, and, and I understand what and you're he, saying. He, that's every yeah. song to you. Uh, yeah. That's great. That's polluting a lot of the songs, but it's like that. There's no storytelling, and it's just the recombination of those things over and over again in all the songs. And the fucking police song, right? That's so cynical. Yeah. It's so cynical. That, that's oh a, come that's on! A, that's no, a no, no, breakbeat, no. You know? It would be cynical if the police were the hottest thing in the world right now, and he was trying to jump on that train. Why the Police, a band that most kids have never heard of? One of the biggest bands of all time. All right, that was one among of... people like you and me. Yeah, but but not like, his target if audience. If you take the heart out of the Police and transplant it into 2016 or 2015, whenever that song came out, you and then you spiff it up with the new newness of yeah. the year. It's like you 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 swiped what was great from something that worked. You put you put a new paint job on it, and you got this fucking car but, with a cherry. But engine. why the Police? Like it's a left field decision 
to it's imitate the police dis- in 2015. Ma- this is why Madonna is worse, because Madonna was always chasing trends. I remember being so annoyed in 1998, or I think it was 98, Madonna came out with Ray of Light, and people were like, oh, she's so innovative. She's embracing Electronica. I'm like, dude, Electronica was like the hot, like Electronica was on the cover of Spin and Rolling Stone two years ago, and you're praising Madonna because Madonna's a trailblazer yeah. for jumping on that train a year later? She invented Electronica like, music. Jesus, it's so predictable. I think calling on the police in, uh, if he had done this in 1984, okay, like right when synchronicity was still big. But in 2015, shows some passion in my mind. Shows I like this music, the police are great, they were innovative, it's time to introduce that sound to a new generation. Where I think you're right about him is how everybody fucking else is trying to sound like Michael Jackson and he too. Now, I haven't followed this timeline, maybe when he started imitating Michael Jackson in 2010, it wasn't as much of a cliche. Mm -hmm. But now that I've heard him and Justin Timberlake and Chris Brown and and Usher and The Weeknd and all these other people, like, Jesus, is there any pop singer who's not trying to sound, any uh, male pop singer who's not trying to sound like Michael Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's been dead longer than most of them have been alive. Speaking of the police, one yeah. of my most popular and uh, uh, bands to me when I was a kid. Yeah. Would you have liked Bruno Mars when you were a no. kid? No. Okay. Because I w- my music taste then, and mostly now, is racist. And I, I've admitted this. <laughs> I, very few of my favorite artists are people of color. It's just what I like. I, so I, as a child, even less so, I never liked R&B whatever you want to call it. I mean, I bought Thriller, but like it was required by law. Like my sister and I bought it when I was like nine and she was 12. Um, but I, I wasn't passionate about it. Didn't buy bad. So no, this never would have scratched niche for me as a child. I think it has less to do with his racial component, more the fact that this isn't the sound of oh, music. It's not, no, it's not racial. It's not like I don't like black people. I mean, well, I was never ra- that. You said racist. That's my why. musical tastes are racist. I'm not racist. So I just don't like, I didn't like music that was rooted in black to stereotype, because again, we said Justin Timberlake, plenty of white people play music like this. Mm-hmm. I never liked music rooted in those styles. So so no, I, I wouldn't have liked Bruno Mars, but I wouldn't have scorned him. I just would have, I mean, it just would have rolled off my back. Right, well, I'm not racist, but my Twitter feed is. <laughs> well, that's where, really, what's the point of Twitter otherwise? Uh, I, I, no, I wouldn't have liked this when I was a kid. I mean, part of it, it gets into this other idea that it, it, it's so fucking monstrously popular, it winds up becoming oppressive. Like, I, I could find a hundred reasons when I was a kid to not like it, more so than I don't like it today. If I'm intellectually repelled by Bruno Mars's, um, how facile the music is, the fact that it's this gigantic juggernaut would have turned me off because it's so... I, for some reason, did not like Michael Jackson when I was a kid. I listened to the music, I loved it. But there was this cognitive dissonance of like, I, and how old are we when Thriller comes out? Eight, seven? Eight, I think it was 82, it, 83? I it, should it really was, know that. I think it was 82. It and it yeah. played up until, it played up until years and years and years. And it's like, I love, I mean, Thriller's an incredible album. When I was a kid, yeah. I didn't like it because everyone else liked it. 
I mean, so I can give yeah. you that. I can give you that excuse over. It's like, well, I would have rejected it on face value just because it's such a monster thing. But at the same time, music for thirteen-year-old girls. Let's say I was a thirteen-year-old boy. I would have seen it as being a mewling and insipid. I would have yes. seen right through it in terms of like, here's this guy who's probably uh, crushing it on the regular every single night, and he has no trouble has no trouble landing people. Writes these mewling songs yeah. where he's trying to appeal yeah. to a woman, and it sounds completely hollow the way he's the way he's uh, uh, just substantiating his case for how great you are. And how, I mean, it, those are good. It's, those are good values. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. he's, he's not. There's nothing misogynist about his songs, but they're really uh, old-fashioned, corny. They're so yeah, corny. They're, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I just, I guess it doesn't touch a nerve in the way it does. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, when I was a kid, I just feel like I would have, um, you know, I. It, it, I mean, it, this is ironic because Uptown Funk sounds like "Oops Upside the Head." Uptown mm-hmm. Funk sounds like all these songs that I fucking loved as a kid. Yeah. I mean, all his songs sound like some other song that we had when we were a kid. Yeah. It's not like he's playing, um, what's that Lou Reed album with the scratching? Oh, uh, uh, Metal Machine Music. <laughs> it's not like he's... he's well, what do you want from people? My no, God! What I'm saying is that he, he could be, um, he could have been uh, recapitulating Metal Machine Music. Or Neil Young did an album called like... Um, Tra- transistor, yeah, or tra- transistor, I think. Yeah, and it's like he—he's of all the music that he's packaging and giving it to you again. He's like picking the right things. Well, yeah, but this More is what people like. Time. Nobody likes metal machine music. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, a, a bunch of lunatics. Is it a sign of the apocalypse? I say no. Um, I I take it you say yes. It's the gigantic geisha woman on the big screen from Blade Runner. We're living in the <laughs> middle of it right now. I will say this. I will say this. It is, you know, y- y- the comparison you said is there going to be a, a Bruno Mars musical on Broadway in 30 years, like a Carole King musical. And I say there might be, and I do think that's a bit of a downgrade from Carole King, at not being a huge Carole King fan, but... Oh God, this is the phrase that comes to my head and it's so pretentious. She has the soul of a poet. You know, like you believe her songs are personal and, and you yeah. believe that there's a songwriting craft to it. So uh, I don't see it as a sign. I mean, come on, man. Also, look, again, I don't know. Anything that's being done by someone who's multiracial, a multiracial person winning at the game of life, I just think is positive. Yeah, of course. Because I mean, it, this is, that's what we need to survive as a species, it, is to a, embrace that. It's such a low bar yeah. to say that a, a, a Puerto Rican Jew is somehow Puerto Rican being, Jew, Hawaiian, Filipino, yeah, there's a whole bunch that, of stuff. It's such a low bar that we're going to give credit to you know a guy becoming the, the pop act of the millennium just because he's, he's, he's got brown skin. And it's like, I, yes, obviously, it's great. Uh, I, I just... You know, I, I, I don't think that's, the, we shouldn't give him awards just no, because of that. No, I, I mean, know. It's, it's, a, it's a sign but, of progress, But, but, I, but I I'd rather, you know, he be a cultural touchstone than someone retrograde. Roy Clark? 
<laughs> Roy Clark, the hottest new artist. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Roy Clark's still alive. <laughs> by the way, in case anyone, he was the host of Hee Haw. He's an incredible guitarist. Did he way. have a career before that? Yeah, sure. So oh, yeah. yeah he was, Roy Clark is, he, he is a, 84. He is a guitar. If you look, there's a song called, it's a woman's name. Uh, I can't remember. There's, he, there's this thing that he used on YouTube that was his signature. Roy Clark has this incredible guitar song that is this finger-picking prestidigitation Oh, I, I don't doubt the guy's talented. Yeah. Um, no, look, I know every reference, or like Hank Williams Jr. So, I mean, part of why I bring up that is Hank Williams Jr. has, has loathsome personal beliefs. Yes, yeah. yeah, he does. You know, he's like no, Hank Williams the third. No, Hank Williams Jr. is the loathsome one. Oh, Hank okay. Williams third. Last I heard is apparently a badass who hates his father and loves his grandpa's okay. music. Right, right, right. Um, no, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, is the one right. who he, said... Uh, Osephus. Are you ready for some football? Yeah, Obama is de the devil and yeah, all that. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, that. sure. Anyway, so my point is I'd rather it be, you know, this is, this is how we get to Gilead if, um, <laughs> if <laughs> you know, if, if the culture's buzzing about Bruno Mars, it, it, it's, not, it's not retrograde. I mean, look... Honestly, no joke, I think part of the huge backlash against progressivism or whatever you want to call it is because a lot of white people, when they hear stuff like Bruno Mars, they feel like pop culture, among other things, slipping away from them. Yeah, those dirty brown people are eating their pop culture. I off honestly yeah. think there would have been less of a backlash if Barack Obama had been, you know, not mixed race, had been, you know, descendant of African-American slaves, you know, his ancestors all lived in the United States for 400 years, and his name weren't as exotic as Barack Obama. His name had been, you know, Bill Robinson or whatever. Mm. I, I mean, yes, there would have been a racist backlash, but I honestly think it was worse because Obama represented, I am, you know, all these white people feeling like America is getting away from me. I need to grab it and violently pull it back to me. So Bruno Mars is, represents a future that I think our country needs to embrace. It could be both of these things because it I, was, can. I can't it can. I can't disagree with any of that. But at the same time, uh, he just seems like a Bud Schulberg character, and I just don't know if putting um, uh, what makes Sammy run in charge of the pop music landscape is just the best thing for the art. I mean, not again, not that we don't have the best of all art. Yeah, the, the it might not be the worst. best thing, but it might be better than a lot of alternatives. I guess is if what I'm saying. Bruno Mars, when he's listening to this. In yes. his car. Yes. Okay. His, his, his jacuzzi car. In his jacuzzi. As he's drinking champagne <laughs> with his little hat on his head, tipped yes. to the side. When he's listening to this, my imp I'm imploring Bruno Mars Hi, Bruno. to spend the next... Hi, Bruno. How's it going? Yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah. Spend the next 10 years doing something. Come up with a personal concept. Make your work have some trace of fingerprinter yes. DNA. Oh, yeah. And this, we will revisit this topic. Yeah, no, I agree. And he's, he's young enough. He's probably still enjoying the life. Yeah, I mean... Is he married? Does he have serious long-term long -term girlfriend? Yeah. All right. Well, that that says he's not just out there partying it up. Well, I, nothing. But here's I the mean, thing. who knows what that means for a guy like that? Long-term girlfriend. Like, he might like, be long-term girlfriend means he only cheats on his girlfriend twice a week. I think of that five you you honestly know as much about Bruno Mars as you do Heath Ledger's Joker. Seriously, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I got a condo in Manhattan, baby girl, what's happening? You and your ass invited, so gonna get to grabbing. Go pop a phone, pan, pop, pop a phone me. Turn around and drop it for a plan, drop, drop it for me. I'll rent a beach house in Miami, wake up with no jammies. Lives to tell for dinner, Julio served that scampi. You got it if you want it, got, got it if you want it, said you got it if you want it. Take my wallet if you want it. Is my hatred of it jealousy? I mean, I'll start with me because that's an easier answer. I don't hate him. 
I don't feel very jealous, but again, as I say every time, simply the fact that he's more successful of him, uh, simply the fact that he's successful enough for us to talk about him means I'm slightly jealous of him. But, you know, barely. I never tried to be a soul and funk influenced pop singer with a jauntily cocked hat. So I don't have much jealousy. Bill, is your hatred of Peter Jean Hernandez jealousy? Yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> you want the jacuzzi car? Don't I want you? that jacuzzi car. I want yeah. the hat. I want the head that could actually support the hat rather than look preposterous with the hat like mine does today. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. He is the slickness, the slickest package of the slickest thing ever. And again, the fact that he makes this all look easy and effortless, the, the performance of this uh, nimble fingered. Um, um, smooth moving, rubbery, boneless sex god who just kicks out these songs like Prince. Prince made it look right. effortless. But Prince had personality all over the place. Yeah. I mean, my well, God, Prince, Prince was, was a unique character. I mean, Prince, I believe that, oh, you really are that fucked up and weird. Yeah. You know, and it's like, none of that was like, oh, you live in a giant purple daffodil. <laughs> right? Yeah, Prince Something, was, yeah. He, yeah, he lived inside of a mushroom, right? Yeah. And he ate clamshells for a living. I don't know what he did. But, but it's like Bruno Mars is the, um, the coolest guy who ever cooled. And it's tough. Um, I, I, you know, it's like I'm doing fine in life, and yet it's still tough to see someone who is just pushing the button on, on cool. And it's, it's hard not to just be jealous yeah. of that man. It's yeah, just like totally. want a totally. piece of that. Oh, my God. You, you remember, I mean, I don't know how you felt, but if you remember like whoever in your school was the coolest guy in school in eighth grade and effortlessly got girls talking to him and never had pimples and yeah. blah, 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 and everything seemed to go easy for him. You know, who knows what was going on at home. Yeah. Like, oh my God, my, my, my jealousy of that guy was, was, was volcanic. <laughs> Do you remember in uh, Billie Jean, Michael Jackson's walking on the sidewalk, he throws the coin into the bum's cup. Yeah. He glows and, then, and he has a white suit and a top hat. Yeah. I feel like Bruno Mars, I just want that single coin in the cup to give me that white so suit. So you want, you want Bruno Mars to flip a coin, a magical coin into your magical cup. All right. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. What I want to do is kidnap Bruno Mars. Yes. Harvest his bone marrow. Okay. And eat it in front of him and steal his essence like the Wendigo to incorporate okay. another and man's you will, strength you will gain its, well, why not, Yeah. Inject it into your bloodstream. Yeah. And you will gain his powers. Yes, I, okay. I, right. I want to be bitten by a radioactive Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Radioactive Bruno Mars will bite you, yeah. and you'll gain those powers. Or, a, or I'll suffer cancer. Or, it's or, hard to or raised in the jungle by a family of, a of Bruno, Bruno Marses, <laughs> and you'll gain their abilities. <laughs> Didn't that happen in some comic books? Like just being raised by a birds, like enabled someone to fly. Somehow, like how does that work? There's bones hollow. Yeah. No, probably not. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, uh, important to note, the first album from Roy Clark, 1962, was called The Lightning Fingers of Roy Clark. He's good, man. He's and really it really, good. And he released a lot of albums in the 60s, and he really weren't any hits, it looks like. He really didn't hit his stride until, ooh, the 70s. He was routinely hitting near the top of the charts in uh, U.S. country. And Roy Clark was on The Odd Couple. There's an episode where he's a recurring, he's a recurring guest. He's one of the card... Uh, He's, in, he's one of the card guests. Of Roy the, Clark was on The Odd Couple. He was on The Odd Couple. And he, he was plays, the country version. You know, they did adaptations. They did a black odd couple. They did a female odd couple. And they did a southern odd couple. Yeah. They might have. Neil Simon took it everywhere. Yeah. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of another yes. one. Uh, we have an important announcement to make. Yeah, we got, some, we got some show business to take About care of. About the future of, of so I Don't Get It. This is an unorthodox uh, uh, record episode. This doesn't yes. sound the same because we're not on the same audio equipment. But... 
We have a wacky summer schedule coming up. We yes, just want to make you aware of that. Uh, since me and Noah are crisscrossing these wonderful 50 states of ours, the lower 48 in particular, um, this is going to be our last episode. I think probably for a month we're going to take a bit right. of a hiatus uh, until we get our shit straight again. <laughs> Um, so uh, you're going to see Bruno Mars, and then we'll come back, I guess, in about four weeks. Uh, yes. Tentatively. L- little preview. One topic we want to tackle, Bill's wanted to tackle for a while, is Hamilton. Yeah. But I've insisted I need to see it first. So yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to see it. I'm going to listen to it. But Noah is I'm all I'm trying in. to go see it this month. So if you want to support my Patreon to get me a Hamilton, <laughs> I, I, I got it working. The Indiegogo to get Noah into to the To get him into Hamilton. You want to exactly. sneak me in. So, um, yeah, so, so bear with us as we undergo a little bit of a summer vacation. But we've given you, I think, 16 or 17 good ones. Also, and, uh, yeah. if I may, if you want to see us in person, uh, I am in New York on July 10th. I'm doing, I always talk about the big quiz thing. We're doing a rare public event to celebrate the company's 15th anniversary, a live trivia game show happening in Greenwich Village at La Poisson Rouge on July 10th, hosted by me. Bill will be in the crowd. Yeah. Come oh. meet us. A lot of regulars. It should be a good, should be a good night. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got some time to get on that by the time this airs. Uh, yeah. So um, if you want to find past episodes, you guys know where to look. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet us at Noah and Bill Show. We've had some uh, good tweets from some of our regular tweeters, or new tweeters, I should say. Nice. Write to us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Visit I Don't Get It Podcast and give us a review on iTunes. We're going to talk about those soon. We beg you. You can find me at William Scurry doing what I do all goddamn day on Twitter. And I'm Am, A-M, Am Caesar. On YouTube, that's where you'll find my short yeah. filmmaking work. No Bigquizzing.com. Uh, yes, that public event. We're also doing a 15th anniversary event, August 2nd in Boston, and then mostly what we do are corporate and private events uh, nationwide. Booking them like crazy. Busy summer for me. So uh, learn more. Bigquizzing.com. Thank you. Oh, and I'm karaokeing also. Too. Yeah, we're gonna karaoke. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm still on the. Ca- I'm up to 229 songs as of now. Hoping to break 400 by the end of the year. So June isn't even over yet. So I'm. Uh, well, until next time, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a grenade. All right, I'm going to remember. Like, love you, just A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2017.